Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Right, this should be fun. It's the Daily Red. Your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool. On a Tuesday after Liverpool turned in a disgraceful performance at Old Trafford, losing 2-1 to the worst Manchester United team in over 30 years. If you are one of the people who gets offended when I criticise your dearly beloved captain, I recommend just coming back tomorrow because this one won't be for you. Uh, if you're also fond of the vice captain, this one also won't be for you. So, you know, come back tomorrow. Right, folks. Uh, Jurgen Klopp set his team up yesterday in the worst possible way to go and play a professional game of football, leaving Fabinho on the bench, picking Jordan Henderson as the six, and James Milner, as the left-sided eight. Harvey Elliott played as the right-sided eight. The front three was Salah, Firmino and Diaz. The defence was what it was expected to be. There is no club, not one, in the Premier League that would start that pairing in midfield. None. Not even Bournemouth. It's 2022. That midfield wasn't good enough in 2018. And before anyone tries to claim they got us to a Champions League final, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. The two games they started together in the end of that Champions League, we got blown off the pitch in both. So no, they didn't. 
Jordan Henderson's performance yesterday was an absolute disgrace. An absolute disgrace. And both goals come from him not having the technical ability of a pub league player. The first one, we're on the edge of their box attacking. The ball drops to him. He has plenty of time to take a touch. He has loads of space to turn into. And instead, he wellies the ball up in the air. Then pulls out of a challenge with Jaden Sancho. Starts to chase back, waves his arms around a little bit, and then starts wandering around. Gets back into position eventually because the defence repels the first attack. The defence kind of repelled the second attack. Henderson was in the central area to defend the ball into the middle of the box. Wandered off for no reason at all. Left loads of space. The ball was played into that space. Then James Milner appears flings himself on the ground for reasons known only to James Milner, when all he needs to do is stay on his feet and block off that side of the goal. Virgil has the middle of the goal blocked, and Allison is covering the other side of the goal. Instead, Milner flings himself on the ground for no reason, and Sancho's able to score. Their second goal... Again, it's a very simple ball for Henderson to control in midfield. There's nobody within five yards of him. But the ball bounces off him as if he's a trampoline, goes straight to Martial. He then has the opportunity to just foul Martial. Doesn't do that. Like a competent midfielder, fouls Sancho and then fouls Martial on the second goal. He does neither. Martial takes one touch, gets it out of his feet and plays it through to Rashford who runs in behind Joe Gomez and finishes past the goalkeeper. Now, what's happening today is what always happens when Liverpool have a bad result. The great players, the world-class players, the guys who are actually responsible for carrying us to a Premier League title and the Champions League and those Cups last season, they get criticised for the failures of the players who've held them back over the years. The passengers in the car. Today we're seeing Van Dijk slaughtered. Trent slaughtered. Now Trent didn't have a good game. Virgil wasn't particularly good. They were nowhere near as bad as those two in midfield. They got no protection at all from that midfield. None. In credit to Harvey Elliott, he at least tried. Milner ran about in the final third a bit, did nothing. I'm not sure what Henderson's purpose in the game was. Virgil's getting blamed for the first goal. According to Boffins, he should have charged out and closed down Sancho. I invite you to go and watch the goal back. If you think Virgil's to blame, the game is not for you. The reason Virgil stays where he is, there's two reasons. Number one, he doesn't expect James Milner to fling himself on the ground. There's no reason for Milner to do that. 
Secondly, by doing what he does, <clears throat> he forces Sancho to shoot. And there are only two outcomes if Sancho, Sancho shoots. One is a goal, and the other is that he misses. It hits Verge, Ali saves it, it goes wide, it goes over, whatever. But there are only two outcomes. If he pressures Sancho, all of a sudden there are five outcomes. Number one, Sancho shoots. Sorry, am I wrong? Is there six outcomes? Sancho shoots and it goes in. Sancho shoots, it, it hits Virgil and goes in. Virgil manages to stop him, either with a tackle or a block. Virgil gets beaten 1v1, and Sancho has an easier, unopposed shot on goal. Virgil gets beaten, fouls Sancho, and it's a penalty. Or Sancho just slides the ball to Bruno Fernandes, who's standing by himself on the edge of our six-yard box. While being played online by not one, but two Liverpool defenders. And Bruno taps home from six yards out. There are six outcomes if Virgil charges him. And only one of them favours Virgil. The other five make things worse. That's why he can't close him down. Now, he didn't have a particularly good game, like I said. He looked a little bit off last night. But he was probably a little bit off because the defence was left all at sea by that midfield. And there is going to come a reckoning at Liverpool. Because at some point, great players get sick of carrying bad players. And there's been great players at our club carrying bad players for years now. And we have Virgil van Dijk, Thiago Alcantara, Alison Becker and Mo Salah, all best in class, in their primes. And their primes have been wasted because they're having to carry garbage. And that falls on one person and one person only. It falls on the manager. Now, Jurgen Klopp is the best manager we've had since the 80s. Without question, he is the best manager we've had since the 80s. But he is not above questioning. He is not above reproach. And when he picks teams like he picked last night, and people can say, oh, but there's an injury crisis. Fabinho was sat on the bench. Neither of those goals happen if Fabinho's on the pitch. Number one, because he doesn't have a first touch like a trampoline and he's not terrified of the ball. And number two, he takes the fouls. He takes the fouls. The Sancho one likely wouldn't have even been a yellow card in that area of the pitch. Just bump him. That's all you need to do. Bump him. Get something on the ball, bump him, knock him to the ground. Free kick to United. Oh, sorry, a bit clumsy. The second one would have been a yellow. You'd take that. Those goals don't happen if Fabinho's on the pitch. They just don't. And 
people want to criticize the forward line. Now, Bobby didn't play well. But Bobby had to go and play in midfield because the midfield wasn't doing what it was meant to do. Bobby had to go and play as a number six because Henderson did, didn't do anything right. The only things Henderson did well in his entire 57 minutes on the pitch was he went and he played as a false nine for a couple of minutes because Bobby went back and played as a six. And Henderson managed to make a couple of tackles against the likes of Sancho. Not against anybody that might win a tackle against them, just against, you know, small wingers. A defence will struggle when the midfield doesn't protect it. A forward line will struggle when the midfield doesn't supply or support it. And that's what we saw last night. Three lads up front, four lads at the back, playing against 11 for them. As I said earlier, credit to Harvey Elliott. At least he tried. He couldn't make any inroads at all. He shouldn't be playing in a game like that. But that's where we are. He was the only midfield selection last night that wasn't an issue. You'd have been better off playing Basetic instead of Milner. At least he would have offered something on and off the ball. Not aimless running into the final third that ended in him falling over. That is one of the worst displays I've ever seen by Liverpool team. And I watched through Souness. And I watched through Hodgson. But it, it does end two things. It ends any suggestion that 14 is a better defensive midfielder than Fabinho. It ends that. That's over now. There's no coming back on that. That is over. It was nonsense to begin with. It's now over. It also ends the idea that performances like that don't happen when Henderson or Milner or both are on the pitch. Because that's been a nonsense for years. Loads of performances like that have happened over the years. Not quite as bad as that, but loads of performances like that have happened with one or both of them on the pitch. You just need to go back and look at the early days when they were at the club. Yeah, they didn't happen from 2018 onwards when the great players arrived, when Virgil was at the club, Salah was up and running, Mane was at his best, Ali was in goal, Fab was in midfield. They didn't happen when they were there because of them, not because of the other two. For years now, we've had to put up with this crap that they're the standard setters. Standard setters. What standards are they setting? Getting to training early? Give them a Blue Peter badge. The standards are set by your best players. The standards are set by Salah. There's not one person at that club that works as hard as Salah. Nobody. The standards are set by Thiago, who's been at the best clubs in the world. He's been in the best dressing rooms in the world. He's won everything. He arrives at our club and he's told these two set the standards. These two who aren't qualified to make him a sandwich, let alone share a dressing room with him. Please. I don't even care what's on the main Liverpool websites today. 
you can go and check out this is Anfield. I'm sure there's lots of post-match stuff. You can check out Liverpool.com. There's probably some transfer rumors that won't happen. I'm genuinely, I'm violently pissed off today. Violently pissed off, folks. I can't believe what I was forced to witness last night. That was an abomination. And if you want to try and excuse Klopp, he picked the team. He picked the team against Palace. He picked the team against Fulham. Three games in which he picked Henderson, Milner, and Henderson and Milner. And people wonder why we haven't won yet. People wonder why United, who are a laughing stock, an absolute laughing stock, are now ahead of us in the table. We're 16. Everton are an embarrassment. They're only a point behind us. Bournemouth are ahead of us. Aston Villa are ahead of us. Their manager doesn't know what he's doing. We have Bournemouth this weekend. If either of those two start, I don't care what injuries we have. I genuinely don't. Oh, we've got loads of injuries. You couldn't have guessed that these players were going to be injured at some point. It's a surprise to you. Like, how far do we need to go back to show that these are injury-prone players? Thiago Alcantara misses games every year. Diogo Jota gets injured basically every year. Joel Matip, last season was the first year he didn't get injured. He gets injured every year. Cuevin Callagher seems to get injured quite a lot for a goalkeeper. Curtis Jones, didn't he miss two big chunks last year? And a little bit the year before with injury? Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, didn't we know he was an injury-prone player when we bought him? Ibu Kanate, he had problems at Leipzig. And Calvin Ramsey, I don't know what's wrong with him. Seems to be some sort of growing pains. Maybe he's going to come back as a six foot four midfielder who can go in and dominate games. And now Nabi. And Nabi is actually injured. The assumption when he was left out of the squad last night was just that, well, he's left out of the squad because he's been complaining about a lack of playing time. Klopp said he just fell over. My assumption is he heard the team and fell over in horror. But you knew Naby was going to get injured at some point this season because he always does. He always does. But it's great because Naby's injury allows all the local patch journalists to focus on that and not on the actual problem of having two midfielders at the club earning massive money who simply aren't fit for purpose. One of whom wears an armband, the other's the one who wears the armband when the first fella's not there. Because you couldn't focus on them. Heaven forbid you might focus on them. One of them was crap all of last season. And not one of them, not one of them had the testicular fortitude to say so publicly. Not one of them. 
Naby Keita had one bad game last season. Away to Atletico Madrid. One bad game. In which I might remind you all, he scored an absolute worldie. One bad game. And hatchet pieces appeared the next day. That had clearly been written beforehand. One journalist, prominent, formerly of the Echo, now of the Athletic, said, well, it's the first time I've written about Keita this season. Admitting that he'd ignored the good performances he turned in before that. It was the only time he wrote about Naby Keita at all last season. Didn't write about him at any stage after that. If Naby Keita had put in that performance that Henderson put in last night, the pre-written hatchet pieces that they've had ready since pre-season would be out this morning. Instead, they've just slagged him off for being injury-prone. There were no slagging off of Henderson when he missed four or five uh, lumps of months with injuries. He didn't get any criticism for getting injured. Adam Lalana never got any, not, any, any criticism for being injured. Never once did Adam Lalana get criticised by any of the press. He was very brave and a hard worker. You know who did get criticised? Daniel Sturridge. He was soft, apparently. Now, what do Daniel Sturridge and Naby Keita have in common that's different to Adam Lalana and Jordan Henderson? I can't figure that out. Maybe you can. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.